Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. What's one of the benefits of investing in multifamily properties that you probably didn't consider? We're diving into that today. Let's get into it. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Dan Kruger, Invictus Capital, and today we're going to talk about one of the best parts of investing in multifamily properties, and it's not how much money you're going to make. Uh, that's what most people focus on initially. How much money am I going to make in a particular investment? But what is oftentimes overlooked and is a substantial benefit of investing in large multifamily properties, whether you're doing it actively or as a passive investor in a syndication, is the tax benefits. Now, this sounds like a boring topic, and honestly, taxes are kind of boring, but when you get into the benefits of the uh, of investing in multifamily real estate, uh, specifically the tax benefits, you start to realize that it's actually one of the biggest reasons that a lot of people get into it, specifically high income earners that are in high tax brackets. This is one of the most appealing parts of it. And that's the tax benefits. So what the heck are the tax benefits? Uh, effectively, what we're going to talk about today is depreciation. Now, this is something that people might be familiar with uh, from owning a home um, or even leasing a car. Uh, depreciation is the theoretical loss of value of an asset over time as it wears out. So by default, uh, most properties are going to be uh, depreciated in a straight line fashion. And that's basically taking the value of the property, but not the land, because land doesn't wear out, but the properties do. They get old and they need repair and they, they lose value over time theoretically. And what we do is we take the value of the property, not the land, and divide that up over 27 and a half years. Now that is an arbitrary number that the IRS pulled out of the sky. I can't tell you why it's 27 and a half year from, years for multifamily properties, but it is. And so if you take that value and you know, divide it up uh, over 27 and a half years, uh, you get a number. And that number is your depreciation. And what the IRS allows you to do is take that depreciation and deduct that from your taxable income on that property. So. Uh, the logic there is that the property's wearing out over time and that uh, uh, you need to be, I want to say compensated for that, but that needs to be accounted for somehow. And so the IRS allows people to take that depreciation as an expense, but it's a phantom expense. No money goes out the door. Uh, and really the, the logic here is that uh, investing in real estate is a valuable uh, resource for society. And so the IRS has created this depreciation component uh, on these uh, types of assets to encourage people to invest in real estate. It's not a tax loophole. It's not a skeezy thing to do. It's just the IRS and the government saying, hey, uh, not everybody out there can afford to buy a place to live, or maybe they just don't want to. And having an option uh, where they can rent something is extremely valuable to society. And so that's why there's this incentive here. So this isn't a skeezy loophole. It's just the government trying to encourage people to invest in real estate because it helps, uh, helps out the society at large. And so what we can do in larger multifamily properties or any commercial uh, real estate actually is uh, take that depreciation and accelerate it. Uh, because realistically, not everything in the building is going to last for 27 and a half years. 
And so what we do is we have a cost segregation study done, which is where an engineer comes in and analyzes the property and breaks down all the components into different buckets of their actual useful life. And what we're allowed to do uh, with the most recent tax laws over the, uh, back in 2016 is we're allowed to take all of that depreciation that doesn't fall in the 27 and a half year bucket, which is almost all of it, large part of it, and cram it all into the first year. And that means that on average, what we've seen with our investors is an investor putting in $100,000 might see 40 or $50,000 of losses show up on their K-1 in the first year. So the K-1 is a statement that you get every year from uh, your operator. It says how much you made or lost in that given year. And if you were to invest $100,000 into one of our deals, you know, on average, you're probably getting maybe seven to $10,000 of distributions in the first year, about seven to 10%. And uh, if you're getting forty to fifty thousand dollars of depreciation losses, uh, guess what? That uh, cash flow that you received in your bank account uh, is actually not going to be taxable because you get to deduct that big depreciation expense. And so it makes this investment vehicle incredibly tax efficient uh, compared to just about everything out there, other than investing in energy. Right? If you're drilling for oil, the government—I don't know if you realize this—our government likes oil. Uh, if you're doing that, they they have very similar incentives there. Um, but other than that, other than real estate and uh, energy production, um, this has got to be one of the best places to invest money in a tax efficient way. And this is one of the best things for people, especially those in high tax brackets, take into consideration uh, because it's not all about how much money you make. Uh, it's about how much you actually get to keep. And uh, I think people realize that as they get older and make more money. So if you're younger and this isn't really on your radar yet, and you don't really care about it yet, it's worth knowing about, it's worth appreciating the benefit. Uh, if you have any other questions about this, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, check out the podcast, Multifamily Investing Made Simple. We talk about this kind of stuff all the time and I will see you guys in the next video. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.